0: The Bible says some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we will remember one thing only. The name of the Lord our God. You are our Savior. You are our only helper. The psalmist said... I lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. Our help does not come from any man. Our help does not come from any institution. Our help is not promised in any organization. Our help is in you and you alone. And so Father with everything we have, we dig deep. We dig deep. We plant ourselves deeper and deeper in our covenant with you. You alone are our God. Like the songwriter said, he said for this God is our God forever and ever. And He will be our God from now until the end. You are the only God we know. We have no other God but you. Every other God is an idol. You are the only true God. Our eyes are set squarely upon you. The Bible says that in your light we shall see light. The Bible says they looked upon you and their faces were not ashamed. There is no way we look upon you and we are ashamed. We will never be ashamed. We will never be embarrassed. We will never be disappointed. We will never fail. We will never lose. We look to you alone. Feed us your word. The word of your covenant. We are hungry. Hungrier than we have ever been today. We are hungry to hear from you. We are hungry to receive from you. We are hungry for your impartation of life. So speak. We incline our ears. We incline our hearts. Speak your word. (laughs) Father, strengthen us in the word that you have spoken. Establish us in the promises you have made. Establish us in the covenant you have made with us. Let the world know that truly we serve a living God, the one who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Have your way, O God. Bless your people, every man and every woman. Bless them today, lift them up, encourage them, strengthen them, fill them with hope, with new purpose, with new vision. Ha, Father, make us instruments of your glory. Do a new thing. Do a new thing. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Go ahead and put your hands together and bless the name of the Lord. He is so worthy. He is so faithful. He is so awesome. Oh God, oh God, oh God. It is more real than it has ever been. The precious promises of God. It is more sure than it has ever been. Every word that He has spoken. It is more certain, more guaranteed than it has ever been. The world is our harvest field. We are instruments of his glory. There is not a word that our father has spoken that will fall to the ground. Not a word. He is faithful. He is fully faithful. Every day, every day, every day Just look out. Just look out. If you look in the right place, you see where God is working. If you look in the right place, you see where God is. He's constantly working. He's constantly working. I am so thankful to the Lord for this season and for everything that He is doing. Thank you all for being a part of this service today. Those of you that are here in person, those of you that are joining us online, we're very thankful thankful to god for you um i'm so thankful for our last in person service two sundays ago what a powerful service that was glory to god what a powerful service that was our deacon kermit what a word what a word what a word hallelujah and I thank God for everything He spoke. He challenged us. Actually, I'm going to go back and start from our confessions today. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. To to stay the course. To stay the course. And our precious Dickiness Ngozi, what a blessing! Amen. Hallelujah. What a what a what a fresh what a freshness. What a freshness. Yeah, indeed. Our advantages are very clear. There's no question about it. And our pastors, our deacons, deaconesses, our ministers, thank you all so much. Wow. Thank you all. Thank you all so much. Thank you. I feel the the power of his resurrection. It's truly working. It's truly working. Amen. Please go ahead and be seated. Let's go and read and confess. Let's go back to our 2023 confession and start the service from, let's start this message from there today. I I really believe that the Lord has something to say to you. And um, I, I encourage you to incline your ear. I don't know what day, what service this was, but I'm sure, uh, I'm sure some of you probably can find it. If we can't find it, I'll ask Pastor Emmanuel. He'll help us dig it up. But uh, just a few weeks ago, I remember that um, there was actually maybe two services. I don't know that they were consecutive. I don't know that they were two services in a row. Maybe they were separated from one another. I think that's Mrs. Omero. I think that I see her over there all the way from Nigeria. <laughs> welcome, my Welcome, my. <laughs> Hallelujah. She never tells us when she leaves and she never tells us when she gets back. But we love her anyways. Hallelujah. You know, I think it was two Sundays. I'm not sure if it was, I don't think they were consecutive. I don't think they were consecutive. I think they were separated. Uh, one of those Sundays, um, I know that we were ministering and, and I kind of di- diverted on my message and started talking about um, your voice. Anyone remember this service? Your voice. The voice that God has given unto you is your greatest blessing. Is the first thing you showed up on this earth with, your voice. And everything Satan tries to do is to try to take your voice away. Don't let him take your voice. Shout it from the mountaintops that you serve a living God. Let the whole world know your God is faithful. See, John the Baptist introduced himself. He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness didn't he say that didn't he say that i am the voice of one crying in the wilderness prepare ye the way of the lord isn't that what john the baptist said what did satan try to do shut that voice and He didn't shut the voice of John the Baptist just so that John the Baptist would not have a voice. He actually shut the voice of John the Baptist that even Jesus Christ, the Messiah himself, would not have a voice. The ultimate plan was to get to Jesus, that Jesus would not have a voice. Most of what Satan does in your life and in my life is to try to take our voice away. Make up your mind. I will never give up my voice. I will never, ever. What does, what does your voice do? Your voice tells the world that you serve a living God. Your voice testifies that your God is faithful. You know who, you know whom you serve. Hallelujah. That, that writer said, I know that my Redeemer lives. I know my Redeemer. That's your voice. Your voice is given you so that you can go to the world, you can go to your community, you can go to the people and tell, I serve a living God. I serve a living, say with me, say, I serve a living God. Say one more time, I serve a living God. Don't let him take that voice away from you. Keep on speaking. Keep on speaking. Every day when you wake up, don't ever bow down your head. Every day when you wake up, keep on speaking. Let the world hear your voice. Sing it. Preach it. Shout it from the rooftops. Let the whole world hear you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's use that voice today and declare our 2023 confessions. Are you ready? Let's go. Two, three, go. 2023 is my year of new horizons and the full blessing. I declare that I will experience and enjoy the full blessing of the Lord. There is new wine in my cluster and there is a blessing in it. I am on the rise to my highest destiny. And no matter what the elements say, There is a lifting up for me. I am not expecting to participate in a recession, depression, regression, or any other downward turns. I lift my eyes up to the hills from whence cometh my help. I am the blessed, the healed, the favored, and the strengthened of the Lord. I am called according to his purpose, and all things work together for my good. I am declared righteous, and I am vindicated. A new day has dawned for me. The struggle is over forever, and the Lord is adding to me another one again and again and again, and again. Coyote is a lion's well, and I am leaping from where I am today to the new horizons of my future. The Tadeshe household is satisfied with favor and full of the blessing of the Lord. We are possessing our inheritance from the west to the south, from the east to the north, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. 2023 is my year of remembrance, double honor, and the open door. I am remembered, and I am helped. I honor God, and he honors me. Grace, grace, grace. Grace, His divine ability within me to overcome adversity has positioned me to maximize opportunity. Mountains move, valleys rise. I am on my way to glory land and the ruach of God will see to it that I get there. God has my back, the promise is in view, and the covenant will deliver. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty, or the lawful captive delivered? But thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contends with you, and I will save you and your children. God has my back. The promise is in view, and the covenant will deliver. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I serve the Lord my God with joyfulness of heart, in gratitude for the abundance of all his blessings. Therefore, I will never serve my enemy. The Lord will be good to me. And he will show me kindness and mercy. I declare by faith that this new season is a fruitful season. And it is a season of full satisfaction, joy, and happiness. 2023 is my year of new horizons. And the full blessing in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's start again today. The covenant will deliver the sure mercies of David. Let's start from 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verse 5 in the New Living Translation. 2 Samuel chapter 23 from verse 5 in the New Living Translation. David said, Is it not my family God has chosen? Yes, he has made an everlasting covenant with me. His agreement is arranged and guaranteed in every detail. He will ensure my safety and success. Is it not my family God has chosen? He has made an everlasting covenant with me. Hallelujah. His agreement is arranged and guaranteed in every detail. He will ensure my safety and my success. I want this to be a revelation to you. You are chosen by God. God's mark is upon your life. One time Paul said, I bear upon my body the mark of Christ, so let no man trouble me. The mark of Christ is upon you. No man can trouble you. No man is authorized to bother you. No human or demonic spirit he is authorized to trouble you you bear upon your life the mark of christ he said he has made an everlasting covenant with me god is not a fair weather friend he's not a fair weather shepherd is there when things are good he disappears when he's no longer good when you go through tough times he abandons you when nice times comes, he comes close so that you can, you can remember to give him an offering. That's not our God. Our God is steadfast. Our God is faithful. Our God is steadfast. Our God is faithful. He's always there. He's always there. He said his agreement is arranged and guaranteed in every detail. In every detail. God was in April 30 before you and I arrived here. God was in May 1st before you and I will arrive there. In every detail. And he has arranged every aspect of our lives to line up with the soundness of his covenant. He said he will ensure my safety and success. The Lord really wants me to take you somewhere today in the understanding of the covenant as we continue to build on this revelation that he has given to us. And, you know, I have a very clear assignment with this series of messages that the Lord is having me minister regarding the covenant. The Lord wants you to be very clear No confusion. No questions. The Lord wants you to know with every certainty possible that he's in covenant with you. And that that covenant will never fail. It did not begin with you and it will not end with you. It was sure from the beginning. It was sure through the ages. It is sure today and it will be sure forever. God wants you to know that. The Lord wants me to impress it upon you. Please, don't, don't, don't feel bad that some of the things I say, you may say, but pastor, you said that before. Can you please say something different today? We want to hear a different message. Please, bear with me. I'm just a servant. I just do what, I do what my master bids me. The Lord wants me to impart to you with as much clarity as possible the power, the soundness of his covenant. Everything that the Lord has ordained concerning you is sure and guaranteed. Long before you showed up here, it was already established. Hallelujah. One of the most powerful things that the Lord said, regarding his covenant, he said to the person we call Father Abraham, remember this scripture, Second Samuel 23 verse 5, is David, David was the one speaking here. He said, is it not my family that God has chosen? Yes, he has made with me an everlasting Covenant. His agreement arranged and guaranteed in every detail. It's like when Jeremiah said, For well, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They are thoughts of good, not of evil. God wants you to know, without any iota of doubt, the thoughts that I think towards you, they are thoughts of good. And then he said, I will bring you to an expected end. I will bring you there. I will bring you to an expected end. I will bring you. You will not not get lost on the way. You will not get lost on the way. You will not be trapped. Somewhere along the path of destiny. I will get you to the end. The Lord said. I will get you to, to the end, the Lord said. One of the most powerful things the Lord has ever said to me personally... And I'm just going to say it, just because it's in line. It's in line with this message today. It's uh, in Second uh, Timothy when when um, Paul was saying. You can find that scripture. It's two. I think it's Second Timothy four. When Paul said, "The Lord," he said, "He delivered me from the lions." He, he said, "And He will." Let's let's find that scripture. I didn't prepare it. You have to forgive me. Second Timothy chapter four. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 4, you find it there? Look at it right right there. Uh, actually, let's you know, let me read it from uh, Mr. Alexander from verse 14. Paul actually cites some of these people by name. Second Timothy chapter 4, chapter 4 verse 14. He said, "Alexander the copper smith did me much evil." The Lord reward him according to his works. Of whom be thou aware also, for he has greatly withstood our words. At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. Verse 17. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and he strengthened me that by me the preaching might be fully known and that all the Gentiles might hear watch this and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion then he said in verse 18 and the Lord shall deliver me. Listen now, listen to me. I'm ministering to you today on the power of the covenant. There's a line in our confession that says, the covenant will deliver. He said, the Lord delivered me out of the mouth of the lion. I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. That already happened. But then he turns his attention to the future and he says, It's not just that God delivered me out of the mouth of the lion. I can tell you boldly, without any iota of doubt, that He will deliver me still. The Lord shall deliver me from every evil walk. Someone say every evil work." The Lord shall deliver me from every evil work. Watch this. And he will preserve me. Oh, ha, ha. He will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom. Watch, watch. What Paul is saying is No matter what, no matter what, no, I will make it to the end. The Lord will preserve me to the end. He will get me to the ultimate destiny of my life. He will get me to his heavenly kingdom. See, that's the covenant. The covenant, he said, delivered him out of the mouth of the lion. But not only that, it will deliver him still in the future. No matter what comes his way, the covenant will deliver him and it will preserve his life and get him, get him to his final destination. Somebody say, I will make it to my final destination. This covenant will not fail in my life. The Lord will deliver me from every evil work. It's one of the most powerful things the Lord has said to me ever in my life as a person. He said, don't worry. I will get you to your final destination. My friends, he settled me forever. In the midst of a thick storm, where I could not see my way, I couldn't see beyond my nose, the Lord said, listen, don't worry about it. I will get you. To your final days. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and how many of you know one word from God can change your life forever? Permanent. Yes, yes, yes. In the midst of whatever you are going through in your life, you don't need the word of a man, you don't need the promise on media, you don't. You need a word from the Lord. You need a word. And the word of the Lord says, I will deliver you and I will get you to your final. It is sure. What did the devil say? His agreements are arranged and guaranteed in every detail. In every detail. He will ensure my safety and my success, please hear me. Don't, please don't be offended when you hear me say something like this. It is impossible for the devil to win this battle in your life. It is impossible for the devil to win this battle in your life. It is impossible, it is, impossible. it is absolutely impossible. Your covenant partner will see to it. He has already arranged. See why Satan is planning here? The Lord is already out there. He has already arranged everything. Why Satan is planning over here? The Lord is laughing. The Bible says he looks at him and he laughs. Because he has already arranged your final. Everything is arranged. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Somebody give him a praise. Say, thank you, Jesus. Woo! I serve a living God. Thank you, Jesus. I serve a living God. Thank you, Jesus. I serve a covenant-keeping God. Your life, your life will mystify people. Your life, people will look at you and just want you Your life will be a mystery to them. Your life will be a mystery. There will be no explanation for what is going on in your life and what God is doing. It's, there will be no explanation. You will not be able to say it is A or B or D. No, no, no. There will be no people say, huh? huh? How come? Huh? How come? How come? You will be the next how come in the name of Jesus. You will be the next how come to the world in the name. I want you to be sure in your covenant, my friends. I want you to be sure in your covenant. One of the most powerful phrases in the Bible. I got to say this before I go there. I'm gonna to try to keep to time. We have communion, but you know, I've not, i not, I've not preached to you in person for like two or three weeks now. I think so. And when Dikin to preached, he said he left me some time. <laughs> Do you remember? that? <laughs> did, you, did you did you get that or did you miss it? <laughs> he was walking in this. Did you get it? He said he said watch this. And I said, I left some time so that. I've, pastor can say, and then, so then I told him, I then told him after that service, I said, thank you, I received the gift, I said, but this is what I'm going to do, I will multiply it, so you gave me six I'll multiply it by five, (laughs) hallelujah, I said, hallelujah, (laughs) <laughs> glory 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 now I want you to see this now this is David talking here but I want you to know God's everlasting covenant did not begin with David he did not begin with David and it did not end with David there is a straight line there is a straight line of the covenant that began from Abraham God drew that line from Abraham he drew it and connected with David, but he connected that line with David through David's um, 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 his lineage through his lineage from Jacob. You know, Jacob had twelve children. You remember that Jacob was the grandson of Abraham, right? So there's a straight line that went to Jacob. Jacob had 12 sons. One of Jacob's 12 sons is named Judah. How many people remember this? Judah was the great, 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 great grandfather of David. There's a straight line from Abraham to Judah. There's another straight line from Judah to David. Then watch this. The Lord saw to it that there's another straight line all the way. And it included some Gentiles, by the way. One of whom we preach about, Ruth. God drew a straight line from David all the way to Jesus. Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of the covenant, the everlasting covenant that was made with David. And the everlasting covenant that was made with Abraham. There is a straight line all the way from Abraham to Jacob to Judah to David all the way to Joseph the father of Jesus, and to Mary, the mother of Jesus. Both of them actually came out of the lineage of David. I don't know if you know this. Every time you read the Bible and you hear this, and this begat this, and this begat this, and those are some of the boring parts of scriptures, you should read them sometimes. You should read them sometimes, because there is some revelation in it that many people are not aware of. One time, I can't remember it was in the book of Matthew or something, he said something and and, and mentioned something, the son of... uh, And he he traced it all the way back to Adam. You're like, how did that go back to Adam? The son of this, the son of Adam. How come? We're in the New Testament. How did that, you know? But you pay attention to because, listen, listen, his agreements are arranged and guaranteed in every... He planned it. There's an exact number, I'm not sure for how many hundred years, between each of these generations that eventually landed and brought Jesus into the earth. That's why they address Jesus. They, call him the, they didn't call him the son of Joseph. Did you notice? What did they call Jesus? The son of David. Why did they call, him, why did they call Jesus the son of David? Because there's a straight line. From Jesus to David. And when you read in the book of Galatians, you actually see that Paul in Galatians didn't talk about uh, um, the, uh, Jesus, the son of David. No, actually Paul in Galatians says, uh, and you, you are the seed of Abraham through Jesus. Yes. Have you read this? You are the seed of Abraham through Jesus. So when you, really, when you look, Closely, you see this, and, and i read a couple of scriptures with you, uh, to, to you before, before we go into communion here. Let's go now and start from Genesis 17. Let's, start from, let's read a, f- a few verses. Genesis chapter 17 from verse 1. Let's read to verse 7. And when Abram was 90 years old, and 9, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. The word almighty God is El Shaddai. Hallelujah. I'm the multi-breasted one. The one who richly supplies everything that is needed every time, everywhere. I am the multi-breasted God. There is nothing that I do not have. There is nothing you need that I do not have. If it is material provision, I have it. If it is spiritual provision, I have it. If it is financial provision, I have it. If it is spiritual provision, I have it. I am the multi-breasted God who supplies, richly supplies everything that is needed every time, everywhere that is needed. Walk thou before me and be perfect, he said. Look at verse 2. And I will make my covenant... Between me and you. And I will multiply you exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face. And God talked with him saying. <sighs> these are the three words. I want you to pay attention to these three words. Abraham fell on his face. And God said unto him. Look at that verse 4. As for me. Let's say these three words together. As for me. Me, let's say these three words together, as for me, say it one last time, as for me." He said, "Behold, my covenant is with you, and you will be a father of many nations, as for me. God is swearing. He's swearing by himself. As for me means as long as I am concerned my covenant will be with you forever. Paul the writer of Hebrew picks up on this. And he says, usually when men swear an oath, they usually swear an oath by somebody that is greater than them. Like somebody, if you want to make a, uh, if you want to swear an oath, make a covenant with somebody, you invoke the name of somebody that is much higher than you so that that covenant has a standing. Yes. Right? When you go to the altar and people are joined in marriage, notice, they don't join them, when they say, when that minister says, they don't join them in the name of the minister or in the name of the two people who are married. Because that's, then that's nothing. Because then, then that, that doesn't hold anything. What does it say? It says, by the authority vested in me by, well, the minister, if he's a minister, a Christian minister, so by God and by the state. Do you know why they say that? Because God is greater than you. And the state is greater than you. Right. There is an authority in the state right. that is beyond you. Right. Right. So it is not subject to how you feel when you wake up in the morning. Right, that's right. The state has authorities, they don't ask you. If they say, if IRS says pay your tax and they give you the tax deadline, what's the tax deadline? April? Listen, whether you are happy or not, you better pay your tax on April 17th. <laughs> yes there's there's no controversy there is no story that if you don't they know where you live they have access to all your bank accounts everything they know your employer i'm telling you they know everything that's why they call them big brother uncle sam they know everything let me tell you you can't hide there is nowhere even the one you have in offshore Unless the offshore is a third world country where nobody is really keeping any money that is important. Even people in the third world country are carrying money from there to keep in places where their money will be kept safe. Because if you keep that money, treasure, in a bank in a third world country, overnight, one day, that bank can be dissolved. <laughs> That's, I'm telling you, this is the truth. This is gospel truth. No, no, no. This is the truth. It's not like, it's not like Silicon Valley Bank had problems, and then the government got up and said, we guarantee every money of every depositor. We will get you your money back. It doesn't happen like that. If a bank dissolves in a third world country and you had $10 million in that and you kept it like, it looked like, it, like if you convert $10 million to like Naira or Ghanaian CDS, or, you know, it's a huge amount of money. But one day, if that bank dissolves and the owner of the bank has already moved to Europe and he has transferred everything, there is no government anywhere that is going to guarantee your money and say, "Give no, 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 no. So let's go back to what I'm trying to say here. The state is higher than you. So that's why they invoke the name of the state when, when you take that vow. They are saying it's not dependent on how you feel. It's not dependent on your emotion. It's not dependent on whether you wake up one morning and say, no, suddenly, you know, I don't remember that we took a vow. No, the state will remind you that there was a vow. So when they took that vow, they did not make it in your name. Because if they took it in your name, it will be the, the the sustainability of that vow, the veracity of that vow, the integrity of that vow will have to be defended by who you are. But because we know you are just a human, no matter how good you are, you are just a mere human being, then we don't make those vows happen in your name. We swear by the state. When it came to God making a covenant... There was no higher person. There was no higher being. God could not have said, oh, I make this vow in the name of the state. There was no higher state. So what did, then, what did God do then? He swore by himself. He swore by himself. How did he swear by himself? He said, ask for me. I'm swearing to you. And in the book of Hebrews, that man picked up up on Hebrews chapter 6. Look at it real quick. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 13. For when God made promise to Abraham... Because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. Saying, surely, blessing I will bless you, multiplying I will multiply you. And so, after Abraham had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Why did he obtain the promise? Because it was a promise based on covenant. God swore by himself. That promise cannot fail. It cannot fail. It is impossible for that promise <laughs> If God tells you, I will preserve your life, I will keep you, I will uphold you with my right hand of righteousness. If God promises you, I will see to it that you get to your ultimate destination. My friends, that promise can never fail. It doesn't matter what happens in this world. That's why when it comes to things like provision, you've heard people say these things. A, when it comes to provision, you've, you've read Jeremiah chapter 17. You remember? Where the Bible says, cursed is the man that, that trusts in man. Verse 5, right? You remember that scripture? Let's read it real quick. I'm going to try to close. We'll come back. I'll come back next week. Hallelujah. 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 I want you to be strong in your covenant with God, my brothers and sisters. No matter the winds that blow, I want you to be strong in your covenant. It's not just how you talk about it. It's not just how you sing about it. It's not just, no, 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 no. I want you to be strong in it. Like you stand there. Oh, gosh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As a precious, precious brother who just went to heaven. uh, Just a few weeks ago. Used to be, the, the, the family used to be close to ours. They actually used to live somewhere around. Around the Cleveland area, moved somewhere, moved somewhere, and then I think he went and resumed his work as a as a professor in the University of Lagos. But uh, and he he just recently went to heaven. Um, But uh, for uh, for like a couple of years or so after the Lord sent us as missionaries, uh, and we came into we came to Ohio. Ohio, This actually, this brother and their family were just, God just sent this. Like God just sent for that moment. That's why timing is very important. Yes. Timing is so important. Sometimes God opens a window for you six months. If you miss it, it may take you twenty years yeah. to get that window back. Timing is so important in life. I know during the uh, ALO service last week. I was ministering on, you know, gave three God's three-step plan, remember, to your new horizon. And one of the things I said was, sow aggressively in every way. You remember? Yeah. And then also do what? Reap. One of the ways in which you reap that many believers do not realize is having a sense of timing to take advantage of opportunity. Many people don't know that. Sometimes there is a harvest, and that harvest is time dependent. It's not there forever, just sitting for you whenever you wake up. No, it's there. There's a little window, just a small window. If if you are alert and you are awake, it's it's like those Syrians. Have you read the story in Second Samuel, Second Kings, chapter seven? I'm, I'm all over the place. Forgive me. I'm just I'm just full of the word. It's just it's just brimming over. Have you read that story in 2 Kings chapter 7 where there were, there were, the, the, the nation of Israel was besieged yeah. by uh, ben or this Assyrian king? And then the prophet, God sent this prophet and tell them by this time tomorrow, yeah. you remember? Yeah. You remember? 2 Kings 7. And uh, when he prophesied that, the, the, the king and his servant, the person who was by the king said, even if God opened windows in heaven, how will it ever be? And the prophet said to him, you will see it with your eye, but you are not eat that of You will see it with your eye, but you will not eat out of it. Well, guess what? There were, I think it was four, three or four um, lepers, three lepers, sitting at the gate of the city. The reason they were sitting at the gate of the city was they were not allowed to get to the city because they were lepers. Lepers are bad. You can't get, you can't get, you, you. but this lepers suddenly had a conversation with themselves. They said to themselves, wait a minute, why are we sitting down here? You should have a conversation with yourself sometimes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your eyes can open to things that you have not seen. Yes. You should have clear conversations with yourself sometimes. They said, they said, wait a minute, why exactly are we sitting down here? There's famine in the city. They can't go back in that city. Right here where they are, there's famine, there's no food. The only place where they were not sure what would happen was in the camp of the Syrians, right? So they thought, well, but if we go there, they may kill us. So something said to them, they said, well, listen, we can't go back to the city. Everybody there is dying. They are killing one another. We can't stay here. If we stay here two or three more days, we will die. They said, if we go to the the camp, of they may kill us. But you know what? We don't know. We don't know. So that is the one place where we can go. Let's go. Let's try. Let's see what happens. And they said, if they kill us, then they kill us. So be it. Because in any case, we're already dead where we are, right here. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's, just, it's just a matter of time. <laughs> we're already dead. You just don't know it yet. Right here, we are dead. And back there, even the people, are, they are killing themselves, right? So, but over there, we don't know. And the Bible says they got up in that twilight. They got up in the twilight. And at that same time that they got up in the twilight, the angels were stirring up noise in the camp of the Syrians. In that same window of time that the lepers got up, these Syrians heard the sound of, of soldiers coming. So they started running. And they left all their goods. (laughs) So look, some people say it's coincidence. There is no coincidence. That word coincidence does not exist in the Hebrew. There is no coincidence. No coincidence. His agreements are arranged. Listen, listen. His agreements are arranged in every detail. There are some things, my friends... There are some things that are arranged in a moment of time, if you miss it. They got up and they started going. They started seeing all this food and clothes and gold and everything on the floor. What's going on? What's going on? And then they went to the camp. Whoa, well, all the Syrians have fled. And they started packing food, started packing gold, started packing clothes. And as they were doing all of this, somebody said, wait, what we are doing is not good. Let's go tell the king. And our people in Israel. So they too can come and enjoy some of this. Guess what? The king was dead, dead in his brain, dead in his spirit. He's one of those unbelieving believers. God deliver you from being in covenant with unbelieving believers. People who talk the talk, but they have they can't see it, they can't see a thing. They are blind. The Bible says, Who is blind? Who is blind? Who is blind and when when you are following the Bible says when you follow and you are in covenant with someone who is blind and they are the ones at the driver's wheel both of you will fall into the same ditch both of you will fall into that same ditch somebody say God deliver me from blind people the king remember it was the king who had that prophecy the prophet told him he said this time tomorrow he already got a prophetic word now these lepers came and told him, "There's something going on in the camp of the Syrians. There's food everywhere, gold, clothes. When the king has a uh, oh, look at you, say so they are trying to, they are trying to, they are trying to deceive us. They want to trick us. Have you seen people who think they are smart but they are really dumb? <laughs> right? They think they really understand what's going on." They talk like they have a lot of authority and a lot of knowledge. But they are really donces. Somebody said, God deliver me from every dance blind person. <laughs> they really, they, they, don't know, they don't know anything. The kings, they don't know, they are just trying to This is God, send them a word. You don't know how that word will happen. But you start feeling movement. Oh, You saw sense in some movement, my friends. This is time for you to be sharp in the spirit. This is time for you to be smart. This is time for you to ask yourself some questions. This is time for you to put your garment of faith on. This is not time for you to think like people in the world. This is time for you to think like covenant people. He got a word from God. God told him by this time tomorrow. And yet, when the lepers came and told them there's abundance in that camp, there's so many, he said, Oh, they are just trying to deceive us. Have you, have you, said, sometimes the Lord, you know, you, you can feel a prompt, but fear, like we may lose everything. That fear of losing everything can keep you poor for the rest of your life. Nobody has ever made. Anything major of any area of life without taking risk. There has to be an element of uncertainty in the certain promise that God gave to you. You got to write that down because that came right from the Holy Spirit. There has to be an element of uncertainty in the certain promise that God gave to you that element of uncertainty is what enables you to step out in faith that is what demands faith of you if that uncertainty does not exist you would never you would never be challenged to take a step of faith but because of that uncertainty something tells you but we don't know what would happen if yes but the real question to ask is: Is there a certain promise? Is there is because if there is a certain promise, the uncertainty is negligible. Write it down. If there is a certain promise, the uncertainty is negligible. Should really be neglected and ignored. There is a moment when you need to put on faith a, preach too long i gotta stop here so we can take communion there's a moment when you've got to put on the garment of faith you've got to engage the promise that god gave you and then you've got to step out believing that your covenant your covenant partner has your back your covenant partner has your back (laughs) hallelujah hallelujah When we stepped out in England, and there, was no, there was no assurance, there was nothing. We had how many, six bags, whatever. And just so that, because we were ministering in uh, 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 almost a fully, okay, it was a mixed church, but it was really most, mostly, you know, I mean, most of the people that were there were from a, the, 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 the Elim, Elim denomination. And they had wanted us to, to take a pastorate in that denomination. But I said, no, the Lord was sending us to the United States. And as missionaries, and they offered, what did they offer? Offer car, offer house. Said, so we just want you to take a pastorate here. Said, so no, the Lord is asking us to go as missionaries to the state. And then the second question was, the following question was, where are you going to live there? Where are you staying? Said, so we don't know. After a while, we started answering the question, because they were just like, These people are crazy. No, seriously. There are people who think, unless you can answer every question, you should never make a step. The problem is, by the time you are able to answer every question, the opportunity is gone. We took those six bags in faith. And one of the things the Lord here did our children are so good. They are so good today. I, I, I appreciate you, children. Well, I'm I'm going to stop so we can close. For the children, as for me, I was I was going to take the full 30 minutes that they can come and give me. <laughs> 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 so so when we close up, is blame him. <laughs> <laughs> I told you he's six times five. <laughs> uh, he thought he was cute when he was saying it. Yeah, we just we give Pastor, we just easy, yeah, we give you those six minutes. Uh, we sat down, I was I said, I said to Pastor Tina, I said this man doesn't know what he's doing. He has no idea what he's doing. He's giving me six minutes, okay. All right. <laughs> I will show you Pepe. <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah somebody say I just love the Lord I serve a good God hallelujah my God is alive forever his word is forever sure no uncertainty everything is guaranteed glory to God God. let me close right here let me close we'll come back to this next week let's close we are took that and of course one of the first people that the Lord somehow linked us with when we came was that family we didn't have any money we have any. that family took on just took on our welfare almost literally almost everything but clothes we didn't know these people from Adam six months later we would never have met them. Six months later, we would never have met them. His agreements are arranged in, in every detail. These people buy cattle, it uh, was cow. Cow, they will go and buy cattle, cut them and bring. Here we couldn't even buy. I remember the first time we got, I got a brand, brand new car. I said, no, I need that money for something else give me it was like ten thousand dollars cash added to something they want to buy I said "Uh, uh, actually if you give me that money I can use it very well it will not be for a car we got these two cars in one day two cars without a plan drove into our driveway in the same day and the first question I was asking myself is how do I sell one of them because I can't even pay insurance I can not pay car insurance. Why will I keep this? I remember sitting across the table right there in Bedford with, with my insurance agents, my, my state, my state. I was, I was sitting with him and he looked at me. He knew, he knew my story. Because, you know, he, he belonged to a church at the time. We were missionaries. He had told me, you know, we talked about. It. So, he, so he said, well, how are you going to do it? I, I don't know. I said, I'm thinking of selling one of them. We said, but even before you sell them, at least you have to cover them. Because if anything happens to them, before you get to sell them, you are in trouble. You are liable. So I said, let's cover them. How I was going to pay that next insurance invoice, I had no idea. My friends. My friends. We serve a covenant-keeping God, I'm telling you. It seems so hard and so difficult. But it's not that hard. When you walk with the covenant-keeping God, and you know His voice, and you are willing to take steps of faith, you are set for life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's close. That brother just recently went to heaven. That brother used to walk up to me. Oh, Jesus. It's one of the things I remember very clearly about him. He knew we were fighting so many battles. He knew life was just really hard. I mean, life was so hard. In order to leave, I remember, you know, our credit card account in England before we left. (laughs) I maxed it out. And then more. Sometimes... We didn't even know where the next meal was coming from. This brother will walk up to me, and he will say this. He, he had this deep, um, our indigenous language, Yoruba language. He will say to me, he will say to me, "Emma mekan." That's what he used to say to me. "Emma mekan." That means, don't worry about it. Don't fret. Don't even think about it. Like all these storms, don't worry about it. This is what he used to say. I, th- I felt like God always sent him to me. Sometimes when it was like I was at my breaking point, like God, I said we're coming to America for six months. I think six months is almost, or I'm packing to leave. He just woke up to me. Like he knew what I was dealing with. He would say to me, you walk with this covenant keeping God my friends my makeup don't fret don't think about it every storm will pass you will come out on top your covenant partner will hold your hands he will deliver you from the mouth of every lion he will preserve your life unto his heavenly kingdom Your story will not be an aborted destiny story. God will carry you through the fires, through the waters, through the rivers. He will get you to the end. He will never abandon you. You cannot lose. It is impossible for you to lose. I'm telling you, on the authority of the word of God, it is impossible. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Go ahead and take a minute before we take communion together. Deepen your covenant with God right now. Deepen your covenant with God right now. Go ahead. Deepen your covenant with God right now. Go ahead. Do it. Do it. This is your language. God can hear you. He can hear your heart. He can hear your voice. He can hear your words. Go ahead. Deepen your covenant with God right now. Deepen your covenant with God right now. Deepen your covenant with God right now. He's your covenant keeping God, he's your Alpha and your Omega. You heard what he said to Abraham. He said, I'm El Shaddai. I'm El Shaddai. I am the multi-breasted God that that richly supplies everything that is needed every time, everywhere, and in every way. I am El Shaddai. I am El Shaddai. Deepen your covenant talk to him say jesus here i am i know the everlasting covenant god made with abraham that was repeated to david that was repeated to you is available to me today lord i lay hold on this everlasting covenant i believe this everlasting covenant i strengthen myself in this everlasting covenant I hold on to your word. I stand upon your word. I believe every word you have spoken. I believe every word you have spoken. You are not a man that you should lie. You are not the son of man that you should repent. When you speak it, you are faithful. You are faithful enough to bring it to pass. You are faithful enough to fulfill your word. I believe you. Tell him God I believe you. I believe every word you've spoken. I believe every word you've spoken. You are a God. Your word has integrity. Your word will never fall to the ground. I believe regardless of what I see. Regardless of what I hear. I believe every word that you have spoken. And I thank you. I praise you. I praise you. Wrap up your prayers just bless his name. Wrap up your prayers just bless his. Thank him for loving you. Thank him for being so merciful and kind to you. Thank him for being so good to you. Thank him. Thank him. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus.